thank you, Jesus. Precious one, hallelujah. Will you continue in the attitude of worship, Heavenly Father? The only wise God, the Queen of the earth. And continue to exalt His holy name. Still in the attitude of worship. Will your heart sing for the Lord this morning? What is in the heart? What is the rhythm of your heart? What is filled your heart right now? Will you lift up your voice in your own words? As you are led of the Spirit of the Lord, magnify his name. The psalmist says, let us exalt his name together. You bring your worship, I bring my worship together. We worship the Lord in his majesty. What is filled with your heart, wife? Is your heart filled with the challenges of life, with the pressures of life, with the disappointment of life, with the delays of life? Will you turn the same heart unto his majesty and see him seated on his throne, surrounded by his glory? Yebra kapayakata. Oh, beloved, his presence is here right now. Wherever you are, in your living room, in your car, in your bedroom, in your kitchen, wherever you find yourself this hour, will you declare your love unto him? For he first loved us. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we exalt you. Father, we exalt you. Father, we exalt you. Father, we exalt you. Kima Nebros. Yamama Nebros Kapayakata. Yima Nebros Kamandiri Yarakata. Thank you, Father. Holy God, we bless you. Father, we exalt. We come wherever we have gathered from this hour, from various locations, various devices, but we have gathered on God's side. you are will you join us as we worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness oh see him seated on the right hand of the father making intercessions with the innumerable company of angels surrounded around the throne of God beloved this morning you have not come before any mean God but you have come to the, the creator the I am that I am, the beginning and the ending and everything that is in between. It says, before Abraham, I, I am. The I am that I am God. 
the ancient of days, the root of Jesse. Beloved, he is dependable. He is dependable. He is worthy of our worship. Oh, my Thank you, Father. We exhort you as a family. We exhort you. Red of Life Ministries, we exhort you. Father, we cannot exhort you enough. Hey, without children, we come to exhort you. With our sons and daughters, with our youth, with our men, with our women, with our adults, with our young ones, with our unborn babies, with our toddlers. Hey, Father, we come to exhort you. We come to exhort you. We come to exhort you, O oh Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Father, we exhort thee. Oh, as we exhort your holy name, let your presence fill our abode in the name of Jesus. Let your power overshadow our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Over our failure and our disappointment. Hey, Father, for you've got something better for your people. Yes. Oh, Father, you know why you have brought us together. We have not just come for a church, but we have come for an encounter with you. Father, you know how busy we have been. You know how disappointed we have been. You know how unfulfilling we are. You know how we end for you. Yet yet we run away from you. My Father, if we are found, if we have brought us before your presence, we surrender unto you. And say, Father, here we are. We exalt, we exalt, we exalt. Take our lives and do something significant with our lives. Do something something great with our lives. Yes, the Holy One of Israel. The Holy One of Israel. The one who has no beginning and no end. The one who speaks and brings into manifestation. The God who cannot love. Oh, the love and by his word, his promise. It is impossible for God to lie. Beloved, everything we have said concerning your life, he is able to bring it to manifestation.
Hallelujah. Somebody will begin to thank God for life. Will you thank God for the gift of life? I don't know about you, but I am so grateful to be here this morning. I might not have all my need met. I might not have all my prayers answered. I might not have all that I desire for life. But I am grateful to be here. I am thankful to be here. I am thankful to come before his presence and to lift up my hands and say, Hello, where be that name? Glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Father, as your people, we say thank you. If it had not been for the Lord who is on our side, where would we have been? We come to say thank you, Abba Father. You who grafted us into the household of God. By your spirit with which we can cry, Abba Father. We say thank you. Blessed be the name. Only you. We worship. Only you. We will adore. Only you. We will glorify. Father, this morning, your sons and daughters from various locations, Almighty God, we come on God's side to say, Thank you, everlasting Father. For indeed, we have seen your faithfulness in the land of the living. And we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many of you are blessed to be here today? I am so blessed to be here. The presence of God in our service is just tremendous. Praise God. Sometimes you wonder, I mean, will God show up on Zoom services and Zoom meeting? Hallelujah. Many a times we say that, I mean, it's never the same. But when God is in it, beloved, he makes all the difference. Hallelujah. You can be in Zoom. You know, you can be in person service and there's no presence. But you can be in Zoom and there is a mighty presence of God even where you are at. God is gone ahead. We still believe. Hallelujah. We come to seek his face. We've come to seek his face in prayer, in worship. And we still believe that with our God, nothing shall be impossible. I want you to be encouraged this morning, whatever impossibility that you face. If you believe that with God, nothing shall be impossible, so shall it be. He will turn your impossibility to possibility. And the Lord will bring comfort into your heart and into your spirit and will make all grace abound unto you that you having all sufficiency men will give praise and thanks to your God in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Now let us get into the word 
for today. Hallelujah. I'm going to be very brief today. Praise God. And um, we will pick this up next week. I said this was going to take us for about six weeks. And I think so far we have done about four of the of the uh, building the tabernacle of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And today I want to pick it up from where we left off. Hallelujah. Um, two weeks ago, we did the latter house. Praise God. The glory of the latter house. Praise God. And I believe many of you have already seen visions and revelations of that glory. Hallelujah. Over your life and over your household. Praise God. We touched on the, the glory of the latter house, how God says that it does not matter how super glorious the Solomon temple was, hallelujah, but the, 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 this current house, this latter house shall be more glorious, hallelujah, shall be more glorious, most amazing in power and in glory than that of the Solomon tabernacle. So when the older generation saw the current temple as nothing and as useless, God said, nevertheless, it is this glory that I will fill with my Shekinah glory, with my glory that has never been seen before. Hallelujah. And I believe God is a master planner and a master designer. As I'm building this message and I'm working this message out, the more I begin to see God giving me insight and revelation into his plan and purpose for me and also for you. So is the vision of God, his desire for man unfold, even as we go through the word of God together. We say from the beginning of this series that building the tabernacle, tabernacle is a symbol of God's dwelling place. Hallelujah. Somebody say with me, tabernacle is a symbol of God's dwelling place. So it is not the actual thing. It is a, a, a replica. Hallelujah. It, 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 it is something in place, something that resembles. So if it is a symbol, then what is the real thing? Amen. Somebody ask yourself, if a tabernacle is a symbol, then what is the real tabernacle? Hallelujah. I mean, ask yourself, ask yourself. I mean, we're going to do very uh, interactive service today. Praise God. So if a tabernacle is a symbol of God's dwelling, then what is the real thing? Amen. A, a symbol is a typology. Something that represents, something that looks like, amen. So symbols are, in Bible terms, when a symbol is used, it is placed at something like something before or after, something in the similitude of, praise God. So a tabernacle is a symbol, it's a typology of God's house, at the dwelling place of God. Not a place where God visits occasionally, but it is, his habitation. Somebody say habitation. And habitation is a permanent abode. So he dwells there permanently. Like some of you, you've got a permanent address. Amen. You've got a permanent address where you reside, where you live. And you know for the next 10 years, you are not going to move out. You know for the next 20 years, if the Lord tarries, you are not going to move out. 
Some of you have got residential address and you've got your permanent address or you've got your term, term address and you've got your permanent address. But we are talking of a, a place where he resides permanently. Somebody say permanently. permanently. Amen. And the first instant in the Bible we touch on in Exodus chapter number 25, verse number 1, Exodus 25, verse number 2, Exodus 25, verse number 3, Exodus 25, verse number 4, Exodus 25, verse number 5, Exodus 25, verse number 6, Exodus 25, verse number 7, Exodus 25, verse number 8. Have them build a sanctuary for me that I may dwell among them. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Have them build a sanctuary. That sanctuary in Exodus 25, verse number 8, is translated a tabernacle, a temple. Beloved, is the same thing. That I will do what? I will visit there. That I will... Go on holiday there. That I will dwell among them. Somebody say hallelujah. Beloved, you miss a good place. I saw the smile of Nessa. I believe she caught a rima right there. It, 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 it is just, I mean, amazing. Hallelujah. Where he say, have them, have them. In other words, We've got to build it. We've got to build the Lord a sanctuary. You've got to build him the tabernacle. He, he desired to, to dwell. He doesn't want to just have a place where he will occasionally come and just pat you on the back. Or he wants to be with you in the fires. He wants to be with you in the waters. He wants to be with you in the bondage. He wants to be with you in the chains. And he wants to break that chains off you. He wants to break that habit off you. He wants to break that bondage off you. He wants to break that limitation off you. But it is only when he dwells, when he stays, when he is with you. Somebody said, the Lord is with me. The Lord dwells in me in the mighty name of Jesus. So today's series is sub-theme my body his tabernacle. Last two weeks, the sub-theme for the building the tabernacle was the latter glory. Praise God. And today the sub-theme for building the Lord's tabernacle is my body. Somebody say, my body, my body. His, tabernacle, his tabernacle, or his temple, whichever way you prefer, is the same thing. Amen. Or his sanctuary. But I want you to realize that your body is not your own. That is why it is my body, but his tabernacle. My body, but his dwelling place. And today I want you to get that rhema. I want you to get that revelation that God dwells on the inside of you. Amen. Are you receiving something for today? I am so blessed whilst I'm doing this. Praise God. My body, 
his tabernacle. I said from the beginning of this series, when we began, that the tabernacle in the Old Testament was a moving temple. That is why God led them by the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. It was not a, a permanent building that they couldn't move with. Was the people, God's people moved in the wilderness, they moved with the tabernacle with them. In other words, they could not move without the presence of God with them. Amen. So it was a physical structure. It was a tent they would put up and they would go in and worship and praise. And when the clouds left, they, they pack everything and they carry on. When it set, they pick their tent again and they worship. It was a physical structure they, they, they moved with. Amen. But in the New Testament, the tabernacle, oh, just stay with me. I've got to take my time and to build this up so you, you can get the rhema, you can get the, the, the revelation that is in this so that from today, you will know that my life is not my own. There's a song we sing. My life is not my own. To you I belong. So my body, your tabernacle, I pray our worship team will just write a song out of this. My body, his tabernacle. So my life is not my own. To you, I belong. So even though I have this life in me, um, Minister Teresa has an amazing tea mark. And I love it. I think she should have got one for me. He said, you can do anything but not everything. That is what uh, Mark says. You can do anything, but not everything. So it's not everything that you have the power to do that you can do. Amen. So I want to, in this series, I want you to have the revelation and the understanding that even though it's your body, even though it's your pretty face, even though it's your pretty body, even though you, you adorn it with all the jewelries, even though you spend money and time, you tone it in the gym and everything, you can't do anything with it. One, it is your body, yes, but it is somebody's also dwelling place. So if it is your body and someone's dwelling place, you cannot handle it anyhow because the one who lives in it might not like it, might not like the state of that house. And I'll prove to you in scriptures. Hallelujah. Are you getting anything out of this? So in the New Testament tabernacle, however, we are not talking about structures that has been put by the hands of man. Amen. In the book of Acts chapter number 7, verse number 47, 48. 
But Solomon built him a house. Somebody say, but Solomon, but built, Solomon. built him a house. I will say a house, but the new King James say an house. Praise God. So those of you who are reading from King James, so that you know that I'm reading the right text. Yes. Verse number 28. How be it the most high dwelleth not in temples made with hands as said by the prophets. Heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, saith the Lord? Someone who's sit and thrown in heaven. And the earth is his footstool. Have you considered where his shoulders will be? That is the kind of God we are talking about. So in the New Testament church, we are not talking of a physical brick and mortar structure that we go in every Sunday Someone say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Let, let's look into the Holy Word. Praise God. Let's look into the Holy Word. Amen. If you are able to capture the, the spirit of this word, beloved, your life will never be the same. Amen. Your life will never be the same. You will never look down on yourself. You will never Belittle yourself. You will never place any limitation on yourself. You will never be poor again. Amen. John chapter number two, reading from verse number 19, and I'll pick this from the Amplified Version. Jesus answered them, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. Amen. Then the Jews replied, it took 46 years to build this temple. And you will raise it in three days? For the Jews, they have never heard anything like this. Are you bigger and greater than our forefathers who spent four decades and six years to build this magnificent temple? Are you saying that you will build this temple in three days and realize that this is not the Solomon's temple. Before Solomon's temple, there has been many temples. And Solomon took about seven years to build that super glorious tabernacle for the Lord. So they were not referring to the Solomon temple. And yet the most glorious temple recorded is the Solomon's. So before Solomon's temple, there has been many several temples. Amen. So the Jews were so outraged. What do you mean? Do you mean you are bigger than our forefathers? But the Bible says in verse number 21, but he was speaking of the temple which has his body. Amen. Now, wherever you are, I want you to read John chapter number two, verse number 21 to yourself and allow the, the, the Holy Spirit to breathe into you, to give you 
an understanding and illumination of his word. Because without the Holy Spirit opening our eyes and opening our inner gate and our eye gate, our ear gate, and our spirit man, the inner man, the words will not be profitable to us. So whilst the Jews were outraged because they lacked vision, they lacked understanding, their, their spirit man was weak and was not alive. So they could not understand the words of Jesus. Amen. So verse number 21 says, but whilst they were looking at the physical temple, brick and mortar, that with their forefathers laid it with their lives and also laid the foundation with their lives and finished the, the, the tabernacle with the foundation of their sons and daughters. 46 years. Maybe those who even started the foundation could not even live to see that. They lack Rema. Somebody say they lack Rema. And do you lack Rema? It's a question we must answer ourselves. Do I lack Rema? Do I lack revelation? Do I lack understanding? It's my inner man so carnal that the things of the spirit does not make any sense to me. Have I become, have my conscience become sealed? That when the Holy Spirit even speaks, I don't internalize it. Sometimes in our busy world, we can become so busy, we can become so carnal that the spiritual things does not make sense to us. Whilst Jesus was talking spiritual matters, the Jews were thinking carnality. Somebody say, my body. His tabernacle. So, even as a ministry right now, you say, pastor, this is my body. I choose to put in my body what I want. Realize that you can do anything, but not everything. And that is scripture. Amen. Jesus was talking about the temple which was his body. So Jesus was not, the Jews were in the Old Testament tabernacle, but Jesus brought the fulfillment of the New Testament tabernacle, which is not made with brick and mortar, which is not made Hard labor, 40 years or so, but which is made by the hand of God. Somebody, you miss a good place to shout amen. amen. In Exodus chapter number 25, praise God. Verse number eight, the Bible says, have them build. Have them build a sanctuary for me so that I may dwell 
among them. I may dwell among them. And my body, his tabernacle, my body, his temple, Christ brought the New Testament temple which pleases him to dwell in. Realize that Paul says that what building can we build to contain him? That will please him that you come in. And yet in his infinite wisdom, hallelujah, there's the wisdom that is not common to man. Somebody who enthroned in heavens and the earth is his full stew. Beloved, just imagine Heaven is the throne of God. And the earth is his footstool. So when God sits in heaven, his legs or his feet reaches the earth, which is our abode, our dwelling place. His feet reaches here. He rests here. So if the heavens and the earth cannot contain him, that is why I said that somebody who sits enthroned in heaven, where will his shoulders be? So if the heaven and earth cannot contain him, and yet he says that he will dwell among us. Beloved, this does not make sense to the carnal mind. This as the things of the spirit does not make sense to the carnal mind. Amen. Amen. Leviticus chapter number 26, verse number 12. I, I, I mean, I trust God you are following with me. Praise God. For better understanding, I will pick it up from verse number 11. Leviticus 26. Leviticus 26 reading from verse number 11 from the Amplified Version. I will make my dwelling among you. I'll make my dwelling among you. Among you. In other words, God desired to make his habitation in you. Amen. In me. And my soul will not reject nor separate itself from you. God wants to cleave to us. We talk of the marriage of the Lord's Supper. He cleaves to us that his soul, his spirit will not separate from us. So he cleaves to us. He is joined with us. He lives on the inside of us. He moves on the inside of us. In, oh Jesus. 20, verse number 12. I will walk among you. I will do what? Can you imagine the God whom heaven cannot contain, who sits enthroned in heaven, and the earth is his footstool, and maybe you are maybe three foot, 3.5, and this God is working among you. Can you understand that? It is the inner man, the spirit man. For the carnal man, everything is carnal. It is not possible for somebody who is six foot tall to walk in somebody who is three foot five. It is not possible. 
That is why the Jews were outraged. What are you talking about? Do you think you are bigger and important than our forefathers who spent 46 years to build this tabernacle and you say you raise it in three days? They were talking of carnality. They were talking of the flesh. Their conscience was sealed. They could not understand nor receive the things of the spirit. Then Jesus opened their eyes. He opened their spirit and said, you are thinking of physical structure built with hard labor and sweat. I am talking of my body. That is the New Testament tabernacle. My body, his tabernacle. He says that I will dwell among you and my soul will not reject you. 11. I will walk among you. Realize that he's dwelling. Then he will walk among us. You walk among you and be your God and we shall be his people. So in building the tabernacle of the Lord and my body, his tabernacle, God desire is to dwell among us. A tabernacle that is not built with sweat and labor. A tabernacle that is not built by the hand of man nor woman. But a tabernacle that is built by the hand of God and which the Lord desire to dwell and to walk and is proud to be your God and we proud to be his people, our God in the mighty name of Jesus. Are you receiving something for today? So in 1 Peter chapter number 2, verse number 4, this is what Peter says, the revelator. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. It is my prayer that in this service, the Lord will open your eyes, that which you thought it was your body and that you could do everything with your body. You get rhema and revelation that even though it is your body, you can do everything to it, but you don't have the right to do anything. Amen. It is your body, but it is also the most high tabernacle. It is the most high temple. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So Peter says, come to him, the risen Lord. Somebody said, living stone. Which men rejected and threw away, but which is choice and precious in the sight of God. This is where I want to go to in verse number five. And Peter chapter number two. You believers, you believers, you born again believers, you sons and daughters of God, you call yourself a child of God, a believer of God. Say, like you believers, like. So we are being compared to what? A living stone. 
Just as Christ himself is a living stone. Amen. You missed a good place to shout hallelujah. We, we, we are being built into not a carnality house, not a physical house, but we are being built into a spiritual house. Amen. So my body is tabernacle. It is a tabernacle that is not built for physical activities, but it is built for spiritual activities. Somebody say, my body is for spiritual activities. So if it's a spiritual house, it means that it, it is meant for holy and dedicated. What does the Bible say? It's a spiritual house for a holy and dedicated priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable. Amen. You see, the more you read the Bible, the more exciting it becomes. You know, sometimes you want to pick a scripture and you want to just use it for your own doings. You want to interpret it in the light of your sense, in the light of your mistakes, in the light of your, I mean, you, you do, you commit some sins and you go and look for some portion of scripture and you want to justify yourself with that. Praise God. But the more, you see, the Bible is a whole. You can't take it in pieces to suit yourself and leave the rest. So you see, Peter, the revelator, is saying that we are being built for spiritual houses one for holy and dedicated priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices. So you can't say it's my body, so I'll offer any sacrifice. Amen. But he goes on to say that spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. So even though it's your body, you can do and put everything in it. Is it pleasing to God? Is it acceptable to God? And what kind of spiritual house are you? Praise God. My body, his temple. Hallelujah. You remember this scripture? My house shall be called the house of prayer. Why Jesus spoke that? They were using it as a market place. Now let us, let us go there. Let us go there. In John chapter number two, reading from verse number 13, and I'm going to end with this and I'll pick it up next week, God willing. Now the Passover of the Jews was approaching. So Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And in the temple, and in the temple, he found the people were selling oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers sitting at their tables. He made a whip of cords and drove them out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their table. 
Then to those who sow the dove, he said, take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of commerce. What did he do? Bible says he made a rip of cord and drove them. When he found that they were abusing the temple, he did not go and plead or pray for them for repentance, but he made a rip and he chased them out. Say, how dare you turn my father's house into a place of commerce, into a marketplace? Beloved, they had the tabernacle and they told that we have built this tabernacle and we can do one manner of trading we want in there. We can bring the, the forest exchange in the house of God. We can bring the, the market into the house of God. We can buy anything. We can sell doves and sheep and oxen and they deceive themselves that we, we will buy the oxen and we will sacrifice it in the house of God. We will buy the sheep and sacrifice it in the house of God. But the Bible is saying, Peter, as a spiritual house, to offer sacrifices that is acceptable to the Lord. If it was acceptable, do you think Jesus would have made a whip and chased them out? My body is temple. What is the state of your temple? What is the state of your temple? Hallelujah. lift up yourself and begin to pray. Maybe for all these years you touch your life is your own. You make decisions without consultation. You do anything that you want. Maybe your inner man never query or question what your outer man did and continue to do. But when he was not happy with the state of the temple, he was not silent. He was not gentle. He did not go and beg the, the money changers to take their tables away. Bible says he overturned May the Lord bring a turning point in your life today. Those habits that has taken over your body, that has instituted themselves in your body. bring a turn around in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Did you receive something for today? Hallelujah. I believe
next day, as the God gives us the grace, we will add flesh to this and build upon it. I pray that we will use the rest of the week to seek the face of the Lord. Concerning your own temple, Bible says that you are being built. You are, you are being built. You are on the designer's mind. You are being built into a spiritual house. You are for great sacrifices. Don't chip in yourself. You are for dedicated sacrifices. Don't give yourself to anybody. You are for a dedicated sacrifice. Just talk to your father right now. Talk to him. Talk to him. Whichever part of this message that touch your spirit, touch your inner man. Talk to him. Maybe you need to surrender that body to him afresh. Maybe there are a lot of business going on in this in his house. And you know that he will not be happy. Will you turn it over to him? In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.